Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. There are things in life that are okay to cheap out on, but your car battery is not one of them. And that's because you never know what a cheap battery could cost you. Like, uh, say, Paul's going to see the Holy Triumphant Russian concert or reunion show. It's impossible right now. But that's certainly something you wouldn't want to miss because your car won't start. That's why you need Interstate Batteries, America's number one replacement battery. And the brand Autotechs prefer three times more than any other brand. Get a battery test today. Find your closest dealer at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com outrageously dependable. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Season's greetings from all of us at the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on holidays. Dan and the Danettes are off. This is what we do for the holidays. <laughs> but the Dan Patrick Show continues straight on into 2020. Uh, who here has their house decorated? Yeah, we got all kinds of special things that we have like around the door. And Can you bring in a picture? Flakes. Yeah, I can take a picture. Yeah. He brings in a company <laughs> to decorate his house for Christmas. I, I think I'm less lazy more just I just know my limitations and I can't. Uh, you can't hang. Some, something up and another man can. That's correct. But the playoffs are approaching, and college bowl season is here. From the Mercedes-Benz Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Hour number three here on the Dan Patrick Show. Ladies and gentlemen, filling in for Dan Patrick today, working hard for our money on the holiday, Ryan Hollins, former NBA Center, former UCLA center, and myself, Jason McIntyre. We are back having fun, plowing through the first two hours here on the show. And uh, we've only got one more left, which doesn't feel like enough, given how much we disagree on the topic we're about to dive into. LeBron James, King James goes down. Bad collapse by the Lakers, Ryan. They were up seven with about seven minutes left. And... um and the Clippers did some lockdown defense. Lakers struggled to score. And Ryan Hollins uh, said one of their big problems last hour is, what is LeBron's go-to move? Ryan Hollins, do you want to you know, run that back and try it again, give it another shot? What is LeBron's go-to move besides load management going forward? <laughs> Kareem had the sky hook. Harden has a step back. What did Magic Johnson Kawhi has the pull-up. What did Steph Curry have? What does Steph Curry have? Kevin Durant. Three-point shot. Uh, KD's going to put the ball in his left hand and pull up. Left hand pull up. Lefty pull up. When you think of great closers, uh, you you think of go-to moves. And what's tough is that LeBron James in times, it's kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when it comes to go-to moves or finishing at the end. Because he's so skilled and diverse. He has so many. He's got such a deep, deep bag Full of tricks. But that, that doesn't work. Uh, and when we're talking about a level, because, Jason, forgive me if I'm wrong, the expectations for the Lakers are NBA championship, correct? 100%. They're not kind of like conference finals, like runner-up, you know, second-round exit. You know, 
best record in the league. That's not a goal no. uh, for the Lakers. The, the, the goal ultimately is a championship. And LeBron and Anthony Davis both do not have go-to moves. What do I mean? When you are playing against a formidable defender, uh, somebody your size or skill level who has the experience, what shot are you going to take? Uh, when we look on the side of the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is going to go through the dri- go through his legs. He's going to dribble. He's going to put his shoulder into your chest, and he's going to pull up and hit a jump shot over you. Uh, sometimes a mid-range, sometimes a three. More than likely a mid-range when the money's on the line. Paul George has at least a side step to the left step back jumper that he will take in big moments. LeBron James doesn't have like a move. Uh, Jason, we were just talking during the break. Uh, you get an ideal situation. Patrick Beverly, seven to eight inches smaller than LeBron James, is on him. Now, ideally, you want two instead of three in a situation, but LeBron needs a three. This could have been Kawhi Leonard guarding him. This could have been Paul George in a perfect situation for Dak Rivers and the Clippers. But it's Patrick Beverly, and LeBron James didn't get a shot off. Now, LeBron James, arguably, you can argue this, is the best player in the world at moments. And no one can take away that he does not have the potential. Uh, Maybe he hasn't shown it game to game. Uh, Anthony Davis may have been better in spurts. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid the other night. But ultimately, you expect a guy of the caliber of LeBron James to have a go-to move and at least get a shot off in those situations. Now, we know LeBron is hampered with injuries, but in that situation, he's got to get a look at the basket. He's, I'm sure, frustrated. He's upset at himself, but LeBron James has to have a move in which works, and we've seen him struggle in situations. You're going to see the Iguodala's guarding him. Remember in the playoffs, LeBron James dribbles to the left wing and fires up a fadeaway three-pointer. That is not going to work. It's it, it's You don't know what you're going to get, and that's a problem for the Lakers and LeBron James in these tight games. Jason, you had this crazy look on your face. What are you thinking, brother? So LeBron doesn't need a go-to move because he has so many. You get him going downhill, nobody in the league can stop LeBron. Now they'll collapse on him and make him kick, and then it becomes, is Kuzma making his shots? Is KCP making his? Is Alex Caruso making his? You like that, Caruso? Caruso. Is he making his? (laughs) And I would be more concerned with Anthony Davis not having a go-to move. And Ryan, listen, you are a big center, okay? Seven-footer, back-to-the-basket guy. Anthony Davis, so skilled. You know, we had Doug Gottlieb on earlier joking uh, that Joel Embiid, well, he was serious. Joel Embiid is more talented than Anthony Davis. I totally disagree. But in the post, Embiid probably a little more skilled with the footwork. Why does Anthony Davis consistently fade away on a 12-footer when he's being guarded by Montrez Harrell? Well, he's like six eight. Anthony Davis has an incredible, incredible touch. So, at that moment in the game, which what looked like a tough shot, that's a shot in which the Lakers, when they were streaking, when they were winning, uh, he had hit at a high rate. Now, it's not about Anthony Davis when we're talking about closing. Why? How many times have we dropped the ball into a post, into the post, with the game on the line, and seen a guy go get a bucket? If you're going to score... Well, wait a sec. Wait, wait. You may how, not see that me. as much anymore. What do you mean as much? How often? What's the last time? Name the last well, the guy. the game has changed. The game has become a three-point shooting game. As, as, listen, but, listen, you're hearing it from a five-man. The post is not as effective on the wing for one reason. One, I can double-team you. And two, as a defender, I can put my hands on you. I can't put my hands on your pull-up jump shot. I cannot. So if you're going to close out a game, 
for right now at least, it's going to be have to be working off the elbow or off the top of the okay, key. But that's now in the playoffs is what we care about, right? And it's going to be no, no, no. We're, court grind. We're we're talking. We're talking last two minutes of a ball game, championship level. We're, we're not I talking. Game, we're, I don't we're want a jump shot. Season. I want Anthony Davis getting me two or going. You're not getting it because I can put my hands on you as a Fine, defender. Put your hands on him. And he's then, a good free throw shooter. He's seventy. He's I think not, he's seventy. He's not going to hit that shot. Joel Embiid is the best big that we have in the NBA today. Maybe you can argue that with AD. If you consider Giannis a big, I consider him more of a hybrid Anthony type Davis, of wing. Eighty-five percent on the foul line. I want. You're Anthony not getting, Davis on the not, You're not getting to well, the foul line. Then the Lakers are going to be in trouble. You're, you're not, not going to do that. Lot. Who's your shooter? Who you, you want Anthony Davis on the block, or do you trust you know a, a contested three or a good-look three jump shot from KCP or Danny Green? Neither. The Lakers have to find a way to get LeBron James on an elbow, and he's got to be able to hit a step-back jumper. Uh, he's got to play down well, on you the know elbow. What? He's going to be guarded by Kawhi Leonard, the, one of the best defenders. And in the he's got to be, and, and a guy his size, he's going to have to be able to get a shot. Because guess what? If LeBron James is guarding Kawhi Leonard, can Kawhi get a shot off? Heck yeah. Well, third, Kawhi's Heck 28, yeah. LeBron's 35 in a couple of days. That's not. See, you got more excuses right now. That, and let me correct. Excuses, and let me. Fact. That's an excuse. And let me. It, the game should be slowing down. Paul Pierce can come out with one knee. Because it's his go-to move and hit a step back off the elbow right now with somebody guarding him or at least get a shot off right now. Oh. Because Paul Pierce has and had a go-to move. Not so let me, guarding him. Let me go back to what, another statement that you said. You said you like to just see LeBron James get downhill. Get, when they, listen, Jason, I'm saying this from experience. When a game gets to that point, everybody's defensive uh, antennas are at a high red alert, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 11. Everybody's ready to play. Mm -hmm. You're not getting into the paint with the game on the okay, line. Okay, time out. And, not, and hold on. And not to mention, and let me, let me, I want to hear what you got to say. When you drive the basketball, you're not getting those fouls called. And if you look historically, there was one time that LeBron James got to the paint yes. and kicked out and missed, and he hit Kyle Corver, and Corver misses. And LeBron was scrutinized for that. I would not. But Wait, guess Michael what? Jordan it's, passed to Paxson. He made a shot. Michael Jordan passed to Kerr. He made his shot. So in his, LeBron yesterday passed to KCP. He missed his shot. So in history, this happened two times? Well, I mean, there's why a big is, spot on, And, and why is series. KCP on the floor? That's a good question. Now, that's a legitimate question. I love KCP, but I, I'm not closing well, with Vogel KCP. Trusts him. Uh, the only story I've heard is Vogel trusts KCP more defensively right now than uh, you know, Rondo, then uh, Avery Bradley, because Avery Bradley's, you know, coming off the injury. I, I, I like Avery I, Bradley a lot. I played, I played in with Avery and had a deep playoff run with Avery. Boston? And, in Boston, and I know he, he would have hit that shot. So it has to be a real injury okay. type of circumstance or Frank Vogel. That's the one mistake that Vogel's making because he is doing a, a well, standout again, job this year. But it is December, and this is the time to tinker, Okay. Avery Bradley last night, 17 minutes. That's it. KCP, 29 minutes. So maybe Avery Bradley's on a minutes restriction. We have a Lakers guest who covers the team coming up in about uh, 10 minutes who we'll talk to. Yeah, Avery Bradley's probably on a minutes restriction. Since he's been back, uh, he missed uh, about a month. He, You know, he hasn't played more than 24 minutes in a game. He's been up and down. He's actually, geez. He's shooting 33% from the field since his return from injury. And Avery Bradley is shooting 16% on threes since returning from the injury. So, uh, 
Now, early in the season, he was still only 30%, 26%. So I, will Avery Bradley make that shot? Avery had a big shot. I, I like him, and I there's, trust him. There's something, you know, Jason, obviously we can point to stats. We can look all around. And we would always know this in the locker rooms. I remember from playing in Boston and Dallas, and different guys show up for the playoffs. Yes. Certain guys will hit big shots. Playoff Certain Rondo guys, is a thing. Playoff Rondo is a thing. I would trust Rondo with the last second shot and definitely even Avery Bradley more in the corner. See, Avery Bradley's shot is a corner shot. And with the game on the line, he's been there before. He's done it. There's something to say about guys with experience. I would trust them. Even Kuzma showing that he will actually take and make a big shot mm -hmm. if it's an open shot. Um, as we alluded to earlier, the, the Lakers just really struggle with one Guys who can create their own shot, create offense, put the ball on the deck. That, that's an and issue. then if we're going to talk star wise, who could put the ball on the deck for the Lakers? LeBron and Kuzma, pretty much. Not that's even it. Kuzma. I no. You LeBron and Rondo. No, nah, heck no. He ain't okay. got no handle. He's a th he's a he's a he's an all in a, he's a wide open three triple threat guy or catching and catch rips to the rim right. and maybe he'll give you a one dribble pull up. You know that's a make that's a very makeable shot, but you don't want to say, hey man. Hey, Kuz, here's the ball. Now go get busy. That's where <laughs> one well, of my – against backups, not against Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. No, but against no. the second unit, yeah, Kuz, sure. That's what let, my... let me just point out, uh, KCP is actually hitting a career-best 39% from threes this year. It's a limited sample size, only uh, 31 games. But this is a guy who averaged 14 a game in, in Detroit. He was a top-10 pick, probably overdrafted. Um, but 39% from three. He gets an open look from LeBron late in the game. They're down four or down three or four. He makes that shot. We're not we're not complaining and, and hanging it on KCP and saying LeBron, blah, blah, blah. Make or miss league, Ryan. You played in it for 10 years. Well, Jason, keep in mind also, there's more than just that one shot. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Lakers were up by 15 or 17 points. There are a number of defensive breakdowns, uh, lapses in communication. Uh, as you brought out greatly earlier, they don't really know who their closing lineup is. They don't know what they're going to do down the stretch. And you have to, as you see it, credit the Clippers. Because the Clippers can come at you so many different ways. It's Kawhi Leonard on the elbow. Okay, we lock up Kawhi Leonard. Your second best player has to guard. You got to have another defender who can call Paul George. Oh, Paul George isn't doing well. Well, heck, you got to have someone guarding Lou Williams coming downhill. Well, guess what? Lakers did an excellent job trapping Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in pick and rolls. Now Montrezl Harrell gets an open dunk at the rim. Yeah. So the one thing the Clippers do is they can catch you in so many different ways. The NBA has turned into a game of matchups. The Clippers right now have matchup nightmares across the board. Maybe. You can't put a weak link out there because as you, as you look at the Lakers, they're a little more traditional. They got centers. Yep. They got forwards. They got guards. They got three centers. Do the Clippers have any? And the Clippers I mean, have Zubac, I guess. There's a bunch Zubac. of the same guys. They've taken that Golden State mode. Yep, they're going with the wings. Almost Toronto, and there's a, there's a number of wings. But okay. you can do that when you have guys like Kawhi and Paul George. We'll do rapid fire, yes, no. Should LeBron play another back-to-back -back this regular season? Yes, he should play oh, another one. What? Yeah, he what? should just play. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but you said, A, like he should just skip them all. Well, Kawhi Leonard is skipping them all. I'm He's not mad 28. at that. 
I'm not mad at that. You wow, know. Whoa, I'm not whoa, mad whoa. at that. Wait a minute. Kawhi should skip back-to-back, but LeBron should not. I, th- I thought I took it as a more of an all-or-nothing. All-or-nothing. So. Kawhi has not played a back-to-back, I think, in two years. You can't compare a guy who has a degenerative oh, knee injury to a guy who doesn't. Again. Give me a break. No, no. LeBron is 35 in five not days. Not everyone's built like LeBron, though, Jason. Jason, Jason okay, fine, fine. Ma- listen, I don't mind LeBron taking some games off. I'm, you just said, like, all. I'm like, no, nah, he doesn't need to sit out all of them. I don't mind him taking the games off. Okay. Next round of fire question. Do you trust the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs? Yes or no? Yes. Are the Milwaukee Bucks coming out of the East? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, come on. Yes. Okay, fine. Who's the second best player on the Milwaukee Bucks right now? Eric Bledsoe, who <laughs> sat out. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Did you see the playoffs last year? He wasn't their second or third. I don't even know if he's the fourth best. He struggled last year. You know who their year. second best was? Malcolm Brogdon. He's now in Indiana. I, I would almost say George Hill. George Hill was George killing Hill was in the yeah. playoffs. So, you just really said Eric good. Bledsoe, and you trust this team. A lot of this Chris year. Middleton slander yeah. going yeah, on. Yeah, here right comes now. the Chris well, Middleton I apologize. I apologize, Middleton. I, I've done this. My uh, bad. Only an all-star. Chris Middleton, an all-star. Only an all-star. Against the, against the Raptors when the Bucks choked up 2 nothing. Chris Middleton for the series averaged 13 a game. That's KCP-ish. Shot 41% from the field, 34 from three. Doesn't get to the foul line a lot. I Chris felt, Middleton I, ain't a number two. I, I felt they should have ran offense. Oh. I okay. felt like they should have ran offense through. Through Chris Middleton? Through Chris Are Middleton you drunk? more. Chris Middleton? Running, ran listen, it's Chris fine Middleton to do more. that in December, January. Good luck in, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they should have ran through more. Uh, so you trust the Bucks? I, I'm so shocked. No. Very Who much are the so. Bucks beating in the conference finals? I like I like Philly. I like Philly. I think oh Philly God. made a big statement. Who who else? Uh, the Boston Celtics are coming out of the East. No, they're interior. They don't have the interior to match don't, up. You just told me it's a wing league, Ryan Hollis. It, it is, but you got to have enough. They don't even have enough. Who's Daniel Tice is going to guard and beat or Giannis? That's an ugly matchup when it gets down to it. Uh, they're str- they got Jason Tatum. <laughs> no, no, no. Jordan Hayward. No, 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 no. no. James Brown. No, 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 no. Who guards Giannis and Embiid? Who's the closer on the Bucks? Listen, they'll it ain't they, Giannis. What's his go-to move? They don't have another closer. They don't have anything. They don't have it. Listen, they got I, the best right you, in the hey, league. Look, the, world, the world knows uh, how I feel about Giannis in closing games. Oh, wait, wait. Tell the world right now. I, I don't know. Is he a closer? I predicted last year that they would not make it because Giannis is not a closer, and he's going to struggle because you can't go rim, rim, rim. My Listen God. to what Hold I'm on. saying. Gavin, let's just. I said this on a national level, no. but now I look around. There's no Kawhi Leonard. There's no LeBron James. I don't think there's even another closer there to out-unclose him. All right, so we have a, a Lakers beat writer coming up as a guest. But I just want to recap Ryan Hollins. This is a phenomenal 20 minutes, okay? He just said LeBron does not have a go-to move and Giannis is not a closer. Two of the best guys in the league. And you're just putting them out there. Not, doesn't have a go-to move, LeBron. Arguably, who you also say is the greatest player in NBA history. And now Giannis is not a closer, which I agree with. But, my gosh, then who's good in this league? I like how you just take the degrees of what I say. I mean, and you, you you know what? We don't want to talk about context, Jason McIntyre. Okay, fine. Um, 
Let me do you want context, final, or do you just yes want no these question. empty statements? You, the you're yes or no, man. Final, listen, we're in a yes or no black and white world. Let's go. There are shades of gray. Final question. You're kind of brown. You're in between. I am. I am. Uh, that's why I like shades of gray. You're racially ambiguous. Like, we don't know what, right, whatever. Like, we don't know uh, what you are. He's a Pacific Islander. Who right? is yeah, Nobody a, knows what Jason Mack is. Actually, not Pacific, but yeah. Oh. Uh, all right, Ryan Hollins, final question. He's a black question. guy. He's a black guy. He's um, He's Spanish. Who is the MVP of the NBA at this juncture right now? And if you say one guy, uh, yeah, it's not going to go well. Who's the MVP of the league right now? Man, if you got to stick me to it, and he looked horrible yesterday, but I, I would say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Really? Man, if, you gotta, if I have to stick to it's just he's and, – and you, I don't put a lot of weight on the regular season. I, I would say – because he just – he plays so hard, bro. Yeah, he plays hard. He does. We'll see what happens. And Harden, Harden has been good, but with Westbrook, he's kind of relinquished a little bit to Westbrook. It wasn't the same efforts as last year. Coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show, uh, she covers the Lakers beat writer Tanya Ganguly. She's as plugged in as anybody will Ganguly. get the latest on LeBron's uh, injury, his potential load management. All that coming up next, Dan Patrick Show. Back after this. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. And that's why there's Zorro.com, where the number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com, that's Z-O-R-O.com, is where you'll find everything you need for your businesses of any size and almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the United States. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping of orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan to sign up for his email and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash Dan. Sign up for the email and get 15% off your first order. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show. We're back. Can't get rid of us. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Jason McIntyre. In for Dan and the Danettes. Really, really fun show today so far. A lot of Lakers, a lot of Clippers, some disagreement. Um, you never want to overreact to NBA games in December, Ryan Hollins. Why not? So, I'm overreacting. Of course you are. Uh, let's get the perspective of someone who was in the building. I didn't go to the game, did you? No, I did not. Man, I got to hang with the fam on Christmas. Um, I, I, we missed a good one, though. But uh, she's a regular guest on my Saturday radio show. She covers the Lakers for the L.A. Times. Tanya Ganguly joining the show. Tanya, good morning. Uh, a belated Merry Christmas. And um, did you have fun last night? Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, the, both of those Lakers-Clippers games have really lived up to the billing. 
Yeah, except for the Lakers uh, not being able to close. Well, the game's been fun. <laughs> yes, the games have been phenomenal. Uh, so, Tanya, I'm here with Ryan Hollins filling in for Dan Patrick. And uh, I want to get started. Um, the LeBron injury, you know, he missed the Denver game. He obviously wasn't himself last night, 2 of 12 from 3. Uh, just started 0 for 7 and didn't really get into it. How much of it was the injury? And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Kawhi not playing back-to-backs, now this LeBron injury, he was hurt last Christmas. Uh, where are we and where are we headed forward, looking looking ahead? Yeah, there are some loose ends with this because there's no two injuries that we're talking about. The Lakers have talked about a back injury. That's what he was on the injury report with when he missed the game on Sunday. Um, and then LeBron yesterday told us that there's a groin injury that he um, that he's been dealing with that's on the other side from last year's injury. So it's a different injury um, from that. So um, I think like that's it, it's still a little bit unclear. Um, he clearly wasn't moving great last night. Um, you know, and and I, I I do have some questions about how 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 much that had to do with the injury, but you know, he's a guy that he believes in the importance of his uh, you know like what he does for the league, if, if that makes sense. So I think Christmas Day was a game that he really wanted to play in, and I could see him sitting out a few games after this just to Ooh. get fully healthy. Wow, good stuff. How you doing, Tanya? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um. Tanya, how much of a concern is it for the Lakers dropping this game? I think they were up 15 or 17 points. Uh, were their frustrations boiling over in the locker room? What was that scene like? You know, they, it's not there yet, but one thing that really stuck out to me was Danny Green. Danny Green really took this game so hard. He felt like the loss was on him. Um, I mean, I just, I've, I, it's, that's it's kind of emotion that I haven't seen that much in that locker room this year, mostly because. Most of the games I've covered have been wins. Um, but Danny was kind of, you know, he had those two late fouls against Kawhi that helped the Clippers uh, build, build themselves a cushion that ultimately, you know, was the difference in the game. And Danny was just really broken up about it. And, um, you know, he just felt like he, the moment, he just changed the momentum of the game. Um, uh, but, you know, like I, I think that they are, there are seeds of frustration creeping in. This is a big game for them. They really wanted to win it. Um, but they're probably being reminded by their coach that, there's more to this. Um, I did see some, a little bit of bite in Frank Vogel last night um, that you don't normally see, and I think that I, I think that they're they're really trying to make sure that internally they don't overreact to this, and they understand that they've played four really good teams in a row, um, but that they also know that they're going to have to beat those kinds of teams if they want to do what they want this season, which is win a championship. Tanya, I, I'm very curious here. Um... You know, again, they're 24 and 7. No need to panic. But when you look at what has Kawhi Leonard has done against them twice in the opener, he went for 30, shot over 50 percent, got to the line when he wanted, and then yesterday, 35 points, over 50 percent shooting, perfect on free throws. Listen, they don't have anyone to guard him. Uh, is this a scenario where you think they're going to need to make a move to get stronger on the wing? Uh, and if not, what do you think the solution will be come fourth quarter in the conference finals when they're facing Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter? I mean, you had the same conversation last night. Kawhi Leonard knocked down a three, and we were like, what do you do when Kawhi Leonard's doing that? And it was a contested three. Dwight Howard had a good, you know, was defending it well, and it didn't matter. And then you remember last week when Giannis made five threes, which he's not going to do every night, but, like, their scouting report says, let Giannis shoot threes. So this is an issue that, 
You know, I mean, the, the, these are like very high level problems the Lakers have, but they are things that they have to address because you're right. You know, these are te- these are the teams they're going to have to get through. They're going to if they want to get to the finals and play against the Bucks, probably they're going to have to get through the Clippers most likely. And um, so I, I think that. I think that their defense, their their defense definitely has some holes. I mean, they they have been very strong on it most of the year, but um, they are. I could see them addressing a few different things if they can um, on the trade market. Tanya, I know I know it's tough to say, obviously, because of the loss to the Clippers, the the losing streak. But you've covered the team for the whole season. Is this Lakers team actually ahead of schedule or ahead of expectations so so far this part of the season? Yeah, I I think that I think that these last because their losses have been clumped together. And I remember I think Jason, I did your radio show um, at the start of December, and you were like, "When are people going to panic if they lose a couple of games? <laughs> if they lose like four games in December, are people going to panic?" And I said, "Only if those games come all together." And that's exactly what's happened. Um, and I think that that like increasingly, it's like, well, they can't, you know, they can't hang with the top teams. But I don't think that's true. I mean, I think that that they did build themselves a cushion and as long as they don't internally let themselves let themselves think too much about the fact that these losses have all happened in a row and that they they haven't won a game in quite a while now as long as they don't think get too much in their heads about that i think they'll be able to come out of it and be able to use the fact that they started at such a great rate they started with so many wins to their advantage. It might sound weird, Tanya. Uh, again, this is Ryan Hollins, Jason McIntyre on the Dan Patrick Show. Tanya, it might sound weird to ask all these Laker questions when the Clippers are apparently the favorites <laughs> to win the title, but I have one more Laker question. Does Frank Vogel know what his best closing lineup is yet? I know they've had some injuries, right? Kuzma's been in and out. Avery Bradley's been hurt. But does, do you think he knows who his best five are? And if so, uh, who are they? I think he's flexible with it, um, I, and I, I think that he's – I don't think that what they did last night is going to be what they do for the rest of every game. Um, I mean, that was one of the questions that we asked, like, why, why was this your closing unit? And, and he said it's just kind of based on feel game to game. I mean, he did some different things with the lineup last night. Mm-hmm. He brought the, brought the starters back a little earlier than he normally does in the second quarter. Um, you know, and, and there's a matter of managing – I mean, Kyle Kuzma – is still coming back from his injury, and he this is his best game since he returned. So you know they're they're figuring out what exactly he can do when he's healthy. They're figuring out how to manage Avery Bradley and KCP, um, who have similar skill sets. And KCP played great while Avery was hurt, and you know they didn't want Avery to lose his starting job because of an injury, so they gave it back to him. But um, you know I think they're still figuring out how to manage all of those things. And then on top of that, now they're going to have to figure out you know, how they can survive when they have to give their stars a little bit of rest. Um, so I think it's all that's all still a work in progress. Tanya, many others, definitely including myself, were critical of the job that Frank Vogel would be af- actually be able to do as head coach of the Lakers, and he's been nothing short of amazing. Tanya, how has he done it? How has he been able to get these guys to jail so well this early? Yeah, well, I, I wrote a story about this last week um, that, and I talked to a bunch of his, I talked to all of his, his front of the bench assistants. I talked to several players, former players, and what I learned was that Frank is very good at sort of adapting to his to, to the per, the people that he has, and he, that's something that he learned when he was in Indiana. Um, he's very transparent with the players. 
They always know where they stand, and he takes their feedback. And I think those things are really important to the players, and they've allowed they've allowed them to really put some trust in Frank and and um, and and give him a little bit of leeway on certain different things. You know, it, it, there are two things that he has to manage. He has to manage the stars, and he has to manage the the role players. And he's been able to keep the role players happy by just being honest with them and letting them know, hey, this is how much we're going to use you. This is what your role will be tonight. We're going to go with this other guy, that kind of thing. And players really respect that. And then with the stars, he's managed to really take their opinions into consideration and react to them, and they have really appreciated that. So he's done a really good job of creating this, like, collaborative spirit among his players and among his coaches that I think has really helped the harmony and should help them get through this patch of games where they're, where they're, you know, going through a little bit of a rough patch. Is there any situation in particular you can think of or player in which he kind of reached out or helped a guy that you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, a lot of different guys have sort of described this. Like um, uh, Miles Turner in Indiana talked to me about how he, it, he Frank helped his confidence so much because he's always kind of be in his ear and tell him what he could be. Um, Troy Daniels is a guy who doesn't play very much. And, you know, all, all players believe in their own ability, and Troy does too. But what Troy told me was it helps so much when your head coach comes to you and says, hey, this is what – this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with this guy. And like Troy used the phrase, he said, it makes you feel like part of the team. Because if the coach is just ignoring you and not, not explaining it to you, he said that he's had coaches in the past that he was scared to talk to or that he didn't know if he could ask them anything and they just wouldn't tell him what they were thinking. And, and that made him feel very disconnected with the team. So that's, uh, that's one example I can think of. Great stuff, Tanya. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Tanya Ganguli, G-A-N-G-U-L-I. Tanya, enjoy uh, the Lakers and hope you had a happy holiday. Maybe I'll see you Sunday for Luka Doncic versus Anthony Davis. Uh, I assume you're going to be there. We don't know if LeBron's playing, though, right? We don't know. Yeah, he might we miss some know. time. All right, great <laughs> stuff as usual, Tanya. Thanks a lot. Happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Great stuff, uh, Tanya. Uh, all right, coming up next here. On the Dan Patrick Show, we wrap up the show. I don't know. Maybe we'll do. Uh, Ryan Hollins really loved yes, no. Um, we may run run that back. Listen, it's a can't oh, miss radio segment. Another oh, one here on the Dan Patrick Show. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Jason McIntyre. In for Dan Patrick. Okay, this is just a thirty second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please, please stay with me. In just fifteen minutes, you could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Real fun show today. He's Ryan Hollins. I'm Jason McIntyre in for Dan Patrick. Dan taking the day off after Christmas. Ryan and I stay grinding. In sports, information is vital, and it's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for your car. So when you're ready to discover, buy or sell your next car, visit True Car. All right, so uh, Ryan Hollins, we had so much fun. With the yes/no segment earlier, I'm gonna hit you with a couple more. I felt um, like that was the like the setup segment. Like, you're like yeah, yes, no, no explanation. Yes, go no, ahead, no, roll with yeah, it, bro. Yeah, let's, no, go, no, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, he we didn't prep for this at all. Um, <laughs> yes, no. Are teams better when Kyrie Irving is injured and out, or just leads the team in general? Yes or no? They are better. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Kyrie. I'm a big Kyrie fan, Ryan Hollins. I bought a Kyrie uh, Cavs jersey, a burnt orange one back in the day. Hey, you know, he demanded a trade away from LeBron. Cavs still got to the finals without him. Goes to the Celtics, gets injured. Celtics get to game seven of the conference finals without Kyrie. He leaves. They're even better this year. Brooklyn Nets, they're better when he's hurt now. What, what's going on? Explain this to the Dan Patrick audience. I play with Kyrie. Um, he's a great guy, so all that locker room cancer stuff needs to go. He's not a bad person. Never seen anything like that. Uh, but what's what's tough for Kyrie is he has a level of talent that is so high, he's got Kobe Bryant problems. Uh, what do I mean when I say Kobe Bryant problems? He's got Kobe Bryant problems in the sense that He's so talented that when he looks at teammates, he kind of expects the same. Mm. Well, why can't you go get 30? Why can't you go get 40, Jason Tatum? Why can't you go get 40 or Joe Harris? Rebounds? Yeah, Joe Harris, go. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the ball, Joe Harris. Go get a bucket. Well, it doesn't work like that. Offensively, uh, particularly in the net system, um, Coach Atkins always expects his guards to play downhill. What do I mean? They attack the basket. And then they kick out for open threes, and they play more of a penetrate kick game off the pick and roll. Attack, kick, attack, kick. When Kyrie has the basketball in hands, uh, he'll play a lot of east and west. A lot of east and west basketball, which doesn't uh, promote a lot of teammates. Uh, It's hard for me to get you a shot because I don't necessarily get you open not attacking the rim. The defender, your man doesn't need to help, in which I can't kick the basketball to you. And when I give you the basketball – us regular players in the NBA need a little more assistance. We need some space, Kyrie. Uh, I'll also throw this to you. The one thing that Kyrie kicked himself on, the biggest mistake that he made is not joining the Lakers. He completely, completely. Did un- the Lakers want him? Oh, yeah. That was, he, there were expectations Even there for him to join the Lakers. Even though he left LeBron in Cleveland, said, I can't deal with this, get me out of here. You think he wanted to play with well, LeBron? Well, he knew again. that LeBron was getting ready to leave. So 
he made the smart move and okay. said, I'm not going to be stuck in I'm Cleveland alone. Okay. When he first came to Cleveland, it was him, Ryan Hollins, and, and Antoine Jameson, and things didn't work out. Anderson Varejao and Anthony <laughs> Park, okay? He, he, Kyrie remembers post-LeBron what it looked like in Cleveland. Um, ultimately, he underestimated how great of a fit that he and LeBron were. When I look at that, the synergy between he and LeBron, they would switch off being Batman and Robin. How? There are moments where Kyrie hit the big shot, the go-ahead bucket in the finals. And there's also moments where LeBron James would put up monster stat lines and own the series. There are plays that LeBron makes that gets other guys open. So those two complemented each other so well that Kyrie took it for granted. Kyrie is not a natural point guard. He's more of a two. Mm -hmm. Can he pay, play point? Can he make every pass? Heck, yeah, I played with him. The, the guy's an amazing passer. And LeBron James, where he's more of a natural point guard, at points he will struggle to score. Kyrie has more of a go-to move or can go out and create and get his own shot. That's the one knock if we want to point to LeBron James that he doesn't have. Kyrie Irving should have been a Laker. He should have been a Laker. He should have put I, I, things I don't aside. I this team would be as good if – as the Anthony Davis version, if they had Kyrie, but I was going to have them both. That might be the best take Ryan Hollins has had because I'm looking at my notes and I agree with every ounce of it. Here's a fun fact: mm. Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie four and seven, without him twelve and six. I'm betting on them tonight. By the way, minus eight against the New York Knicks. Oh wow, Knicks are terrible. You're going, yeah, wow. Uh, and also Kyrie Irving second most shots per game in the league. 22 shots per game. Now, uh, Bradley Beal's right there with 22, but the Wizards have nobody. Uh, Trey Young, 21. They got nobody. Harden leads the league with 24. They got nobody. All right, next up in yes, no. Should Luka Doncic play tonight? He's only missed four games off what looked like a bad ankle injury. I do wonder if he's thinking about the MVP race because I think he's in it. 20 years old. Dallas is fifth in the West. Should Luka Doncic rush back and play? For one, I've got to know the severity of the injury. Uh, but because you used the word rush, I would assume that he still is injured. That's, that's how yeah, we'll grade the question. question. Uh, so, no, I would not rush back. Uh, but if he doesn't have any swelling, he's good. I played in Dallas. I'm familiar with the training staff there, top notch. Uh, he should come back and, 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 and play if he can. But if not, there's actually no rush. He's put himself – Jason, in a place where he's not just a franchise, he's game-changing. You don't see players like this. I have never seen a rookie in my entire career that I've ever seen or remember that was as skilled as Luka Doncic. He played in the Spanish League. I was in the Spanish League at the time when Luka played. Oh, wow. Nice. Luka was a man amongst boys. And he was like 16, right? Absolutely, man. And the one thing about Luka is in playing in the Spanish League, he got taught basketball and reads and how to play, how to go right, how to go left. So, for instance, if you're playing a team in the Spanish League and they know you're not as good going to your left hand, you will have a guy who's subpar, but guess what? Your whole game, he's going to force you to drive yeah. to your left hand and score a basket. So all these weaknesses in your game go away. He learns team basketball. When you dodge the Dallas Mavericks, they play a, a, a almost NBA European style of basketball where each of their bigs pops out and shoots threes and rolls to the rim. Porzingis. So like, now yeah, that's a great point. they'll almost pick on a five-man, and your center will have to guard 
on the three-point line, and your power forward will have to guard a guy diving to the basket. So they've got these interchangeable bigs, and Luka just picks you apart because you can't go under the screens. The guy shoots a step back just behind James Harden. James Harden, Luka, best step backs in the league right now. And he's, dude, he'll shoot it from 27 feet. So uh, Luka Doncic has been nothing short of amazing, literally. And uh, we're, we're seeing something that we may never see again. Yeah. he's. Uh, I think he's in the mix as a second-year, 20-year-old guy to win the MVP award. All right. Finally, Zion Williamson. What is – I mean, he hasn't played yet this season. And – He's now saying, hey, if it were up to me, I'd be playing. Should Zion punt the year the way Ben Simmons did, the way Blake Griffin did, the way I think Joel Embiid did, and not rush back? The Pelicans, by the way, are a flaming dumpster fire despite the win last night. They are 9-23. and 23. Zion Williamson has to sit out the year. Ooh. His body is not ready physically. The knee has question marks. A minor surgery or tweak could derail this kid's entire career. I played with Blake Griffin. I've watched Ben Simmons. I see Joel Embiid, who sat out almost two years. Yeah. What you did in high school, Zion, what you did in college, does not work in an 82-game rigor in season. He literally has to sit out and get acclimated. He is too important to the Pelicans, to the NBA. To the NBA, yes. Exactly. Wow. To not play. This segment to play. Excuse me. basically led to a lot of agreement between me and Ryan Hollins. But let's end on a disagreement real quick. Should We don't have too much time. LeBron's go-to move? Should they build around? It? Should the Sixers build around Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Uh, when I look for the long haul, I would actually build around Simmons yes. because I don't know the health of Embiid, even though Embiid is 15 times the player that Simmons is. 15? Stop 15, it. 15, Great show. Whoa. Today. Ryan Hollins. Whoa, we're hot for Doug Patrick. We're coming in hot. Uh, you can follow Ryan Hollins on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on both of those. Although Ryan uh, said he doesn't get Twitter. I don't know. I love Instagram right now. I'm partial to it. You love to watch it or you love to post? I, mean, I just like it more. Twitter's just so – everybody's so angry. How old are you, Jason? I am 30 sec. Oh, no, we have 30 seconds left. Uh, I almost said that's what my age is. Uh, I, I don't talk about that. In you're like uh, you're like ethnically and, and agely ambiguous. Like you could be 20 or 50. Nobody I'm knows. Benjamin Button's up in this mug. Uh, How old are you? Ryan, that was fun. That was the Whoa, first Whoa, you're not going to answer? I'm not going to answer that. Right oh, my God. we've ever done together. God, if you good. come back tomorrow, like enjoy a pop me, star. I'm like, everybody will have a happy, happy, safe holiday. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.